Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So today we're going to talk about one of my favorite subjects. Um, We're going to talk about faith. Everybody say faith. Faith is a wonderful thing. When you have it, you know it. You can see it a mile away. You can you can smell faith. <laughs> well, how do you smell faith? I'm not gonna get into that. If you uh, all right. So today I'm going to. This is my last sermon prior to me going. Um, last sermon to you prior to me going to another continent. The great comp- continent. I'm going to Africa, going to hang out a little bit, and um, I I believe that this word will sustain you. We got some wonderful things in store for you while I'm away for these next three weeks. Um, Next week, Lady Courtney is going to come and minister the word of God. You don't want to miss that. (laughs) And um, Kevin and Minister Frank have have a word for you as well. So, so you don't you don't they got they got some they got some good things for you. So. Um, uh, well, you all going to be praying with me and fasting. Um, I, I've, I've tried to fail fast most of the month, but I fell miserably. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but how many know you just got to get back up? Amen. And so we're going to fast this week. <laughs> I have no choice. We have no choice. But um, um, yeah, so I will be going to Uganda for two and a half, three weeks, maybe longer. <laughs> um, and we're going to Trust God, I'm going to be preaching at least seven times. Amen. And I'm going to be preparing for a big youth crusade in August. And I'm trying to take my family with me in August. So praise God. All right, let's go right into this word. Um, Open your Bibles to Romans chapter 12. Actually, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Father, I thank you. I connect my tongue to my spirit. I I pray for supernatural divine utterance. Grant unto your people the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened, that they may know what is the hope of your calling and what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the Jesus name. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse seven. I mean, uh, we're talking about steps of faith, steps of faith. God calls us to step in faith. Um, there, there was a song. Well, I mean, we're not going to talk about this song because we don't agree with that author. I mean, that uh, music uh, artist. But um, we're going to step in faith, <laughs> the steps of faith. This faith journey <laughs> requires steps, not leaps. Amen. God never called us to do a leap of faith. I, I know there's a movie that came out many years ago called Leap of Faith, uh, and you don't find that in the Bible. And if you look at the character of God, you don't see leaps of faith. You see steps of faith. And where you are today is the result of what you did and said yesterday. Where you are today is what you said and did yesterday. Last week, we talked about focused faith. Faith requires you to do something. The Lord leads us in steps. I'm going to ask you this. Um, what's next in your life? What's next in your life is connected to now. What's next? Everything you've done has prepared you for now. Every, everything about your life has been preparation. How I many know oh, God doesn't waste anything? Amen. He'll use everything, even the bad stuff. He'll use it. And uh, what you do now will prepare you for what's next. Faith grows as you hear the word of God and act upon it. God does not require great faith of you, but he requires you to use your faith now. Faith is like a muscle. And what you do now will prepare you for what is next. You need to use what you have and develop it. There, there's never an appropriate time in New Testament where Christians are asking God for more faith. God requires us to use the faith that we have. 
right now. Whatever faith that you have, that's what you're supposed to use. You're supposed to use that. And so the Lord will um, always require you to step out in faith for something. He, he's not going to have you to do something big when you have proven to use your faith when you're doing something small. So it's steps. Um, he doesn't take you from, if you notice that with Adam, before he gave him a family, a, a wife and kids, he gave him identity. So he, you shouldn't marry somebody who don't know who they are. They, we receive our identity from our fathers. Um, the word father means source. And so God gave Adam his source. He is the source of Adam. He gave, his, gave Adam his identity. And before he gave him a wife, he gave him an identity and his assignment. So we see that this is, there's a progression of faith, a progression of faith. Faith is in progression. It's never you go from nothing and you're trying to you know, believe God for a million dollars. You think about this. I've been thinking about this for a long time. I said a long time. Long time. Uh, I, I like music. I don't love music. I used to say I love music, but really my love is for people and for, for God. So I'm trying not to use the word love loosely and say I love music. But I like music a lot. I like artists. The, the, let me tell you, what the song that I was listening to that prepared me for this message, can anybody tell me what it is? think not you <laughs> is Bobby Brown every little step um I, I meditated on that song which has nothing to do with Jesus <laughs> but I've been thinking about the song since I first heard it when it came out I was a kid and it came out on television I'm like man that song and then I switched to every little step with you Lord right and I, as a kid, I, I saw, so I've been thinking about that song over the years, ever since it was released. And so the sermon has been in preparation <laughs> ever since Bobby Brown decided to release that song. True story. True story. I've been thinking about how can I use this song as it relates to um, our step of faith. So um, God, I was, so I was thinking about how artists, sometimes we, 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 we discover artists or people discover artists and, and they blow up, but we don't look at all the years of preparation prior to that. Like for years, they weren't known. So it's not just like it, there was some struggle in the past and then all of a sudden God shines his light on them or the world finds, discovers them and brings them to the forefront. God is the same way. He, he, what you're doing in, 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 in that no one else is seeing, he brings that as you do the things that he called you to do. He will, as you're faithful with that, he'll bring you to the forefront of whatever God has called you to. So it does matter what you're doing when no one else is watching. Because God is watching and that preparation time is not wasted time. The things that God is building in you it's really for something greater, for your next. If you can't obey God in the little things, sometimes we want to hear from God with big things. I've called you to the continent of Africa. Right, we want to hear that. But did you, were you faithful in loving the neighbor that's right next door? Or even better yet, the neighbor that's in your house? <laughs> So that, that's what God looks at, the faithfulness. 1 Timothy chapter 3 is the qualification of a minister, of a pastor, and all of the qualifications have something to do naturally. Nothing spiritually, how much they pray, how much they fast, how much they give. It's all natural. God looks at what you're doing on your job. He looks how you treat your neighbor, and he's not going to trust you for, with more when you don't, are not faithful with little. It's not how much money you have that God is, required, is, is concerned about. It's how faithful you are with the little that you have. And as you're faithful with little, he'll increase you. Sometimes we want to go to the increase, the increase, and neglect the faithfulness of the little things. The little foxes actually spoil the vine, right? It's the little things. It's the little things. It's not the big things. It's the little things. So we're talking about steps of faith. Little faith. <laughs> 
You become faithful with little faith. And as you develop your little faith, then God, you, you will begin to increase your faith. and Then you can believe for more. Amen. You faithful with what you're hearing, just a little prayer of, of I was listening to um, a, a wonderful woman of God, and she, she she's a, has an international ministry. And before, 20 years ago, before anybody knew her name, she began to pray and begin to hear God tell her how much he loves her. And she was faithful with that. Then the next thing God told her is to clean up her house. She was faithful with that. Then God called her to help her dad in ministry, and she began to try, transcribe all of his cassettes. I did say cassettes. His cassettes into books and begin to edit, edit his books. And then she was faithful with that, and, and she got promoted with her, da- her dad. Then she got promoted with um, doing other things, and now she's an international known speaker around the world. Now she has over 16 books that she's written because she was faithful with transcribing her dad's messages. It's the little things. The little things will get you. The, the things like attitude, the things about being on time, the things like keeping your word, the little things. If you're not faithful in keeping your word, then you, you're not going to be faithful with the assignment that God has for you. You're faithful with the little dreams. How many know that nothing starts major? The Bible tells us to not despise the days of small beginnings. We got to be faithful with the little. It's the little thing. You know, most businesses, when they first start out, they fail. 80% of businesses fail the first year. But guess what? A small percentage of them press on and continue. Walt Disney got turned down over 31 banks while he was trying to um, grow, um, build Disneyland. 31 times. Some of us would have gave up the first time. No is not necessarily mean that it's God. It means that you keep trying. We don't, we don't, we don't, we, we're, there's no pressing. And we're going to step in faith. We've got to press the little stuff, the little things, the attitudes, the, the, the faithful and waking up. Some of us are not faithful with our alarm clock. So, so God won't even, God will never call on you to pray in the middle of the night because you can't even wake up when you set your alarm. You're not even faithful with the alarm clock. So God skips over you and says, you know what? I got to go get somebody else to pray because you won't pray. You won't even get up. You know, being faithful with the tithe. Well, I just, I just, I just, I just don't have no money. I want, I want God to prosper me, and I just really can't afford to tithe. But you can't be faithful with 10%, then, then how can God trust you with the true riches, which is the anointings? The little things, little steps, faithful. Can you imagine that I was faithful in teaching Bible study as a teenager to, to my friends? Didn't know what I was preaching. I just used Brother Hagin's books, and I just preached them. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about understanding the anointing. Did not understand it <laughs> myself, but I took the book and I, you know, the anointing destroys the yoke. A yoke is something you're tied up with. And many young people got saved and filled, and some of them are in ministry today. I was faithful in passing out cassettes. I did say cassettes. Passing out cassettes, I would use them as tracks. And I would use that as opportunity to witness. And then we got graduated to CDs, passing out CDs. So I was known as, as the young man in, in, in high school, go, oh, he knows Jesus. And I was faithful, giving them songs. And I had the corny Christian rap songs on it. But it got their attention. And then I was able to lead some of them to Christ. But I really was faithful with my grandmother and mother's perfume bottles. I would preach to them. I preach to them all the time. So today you're going to get saved. Today is the day of salvation. You're going to hell if you don't get right. And, and, and many of them got saved. Many of the perfume bottles got saved. I would pray for them to get filled with the Holy Spirit. And they would shh. I said, that's, that's it. You got it. Shh. Honestly. True story. And they would just shh. And then, then as I was faithful with that, I decided to knock them all over. I said, you're going to experience the power of God. So I knocked them all over. Shh, shh, shh. Grandma was like, boy, you crazy. What are you doing? Then the Lord graduated me with cousins. So I started preaching to the cousins. 
Then I got brothers and sisters, started preaching to them. Started waking my mom and dad up at six o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning to pray. All of this is part of the process, right? I was, as I was faithful with the perfume bottles. I was praying deliverance for my little dog because the little dog has seizures all the time. And I just already automatically associated seizures with demonic activity. And so the dog would like shake. And I was like, in the name of Jesus, come out. I command you to come out. And I was like, in the name of Jesus, come out in Jesus name. And I practice and I practice and the dog wasn't getting any more help. But I got to start somewhere, right? (laughs) Then I started going to, to Camden and Mount Holly Gardens with my youth pastor and witnessing and leading people to Christ and feeding the hungry, the, the homeless. And I was just doing this every Saturday. Faithful. Faithful. My first youth pastor position, um, it was in Oklahoma. I had one youth. I preached to him like it was 10,000 youth. Faithful. I mean, it's the little stuff. It's what you do when no one else is watching. You take an authority over the, the basket when you go to Walmart or Target and put in the basket back. You're faithful paying your bills. Oh, I got faith, but faith pays, their, pay, faith pays bills. Amen. If you got bills, you gave your word. And no matter how much, what's the interest rate of the APR, you're going to be faithful with it. And God can promote you. God can increase you. Faithful with that medical bill, paying $50 a month, $25 a month, whatever it costs. Faithfulness. God sees it all and he'll promote you one day. Amen. So steps of faith, steps of faith. So what's next in your life? (laughs) I want to challenge you to, to dream some big dreams this year. I want you to have some grand dreams. I want you to dream so big that it, it, listen, Ask God for some big things that will that will actually display his godhood. When God gives you a dream, he's not making a suggestion. I heard one man of God say this. Hell is a real place. But another avenue of a way to look at hell It's not to do everything God calls you to do. Can you imagine going to heaven and meeting the person you were supposed to be like? And all this was available to you and you never fulfilled those things. All of this, you were just barely making, just surviving, going to work, paying bills, looking at television, looking at social media, scrolling down, looking at people. You know, you're looking at people's lives. While they're living their lives, you're looking at theirs. Oh, man, man. TikTok, you just hours and hours. You could That one book that's in your library is a key to your breakthrough, but you'll never get to the breakthrough because you're looking at TikTok. That, that, that one God idea, one word from God can change your life forever. So that one word from God is right there in your possession, but you refused, you're out here doing everything else, and you're looking at people who are getting paid to entertain you. <laughs> you pay, they're, you, they're getting paid to entertain you while you waste your life away. Listen, listen, I, I, I'm telling you, you got to get radical about these steps of faith. Maybe it's, it's, it's turning off the Netflix, turn, maybe deleting the app as, a, as an act of faith. Says, you know what? I'm going to only limit myself once a week, once a month. Why, why do I got to be on Facebook? I need to grow my business. Well, first get a business. Right? Be faithful. Have you learned what it takes to be a business owner? I believe in God to get married, but yet you don't ever avail yourself. Oh, I won't, I won't believe in God for children. You're not prepared for it. You can't be faithful with the dog, the cat, the animal, the house. We were faithful with our two dogs before God blessed us with two boys. Are you, are you, are you seeing little stuff? You got be faithful. I want to, I want to own my house. Faithful, stand with your parents being faithful and paying that rent. Then you get your own place faithful and paying that rent. And then you're faithful and then God promotes you to a mortgage. Then he promotes you to another house. Then another house. Come on. Are you with me? It's steps. It's not like, oh, I'm believing God to own my house the first time. Get an apartment and be faithful. 
I'm wasting money. Well, listen, you got to start somewhere. God called me to be a doctor. It's going to take 10 years. Guess what? The 10 years are going to come anyway. <laughs> I'm getting older. Well, you're going to get older anyway. So why not get be older with your degrees? What's next? What's next? You got next? And your pre preparation. God is preparing you for what's next. What's next? Are you faithful with the favor that you already have? Are you faithful with the faith that you have? Are you using your faith for something that God never called you to use it for? Steps of faith. Second Corinthians chapter five. So I didn't even get to the scripture. My bad. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 17. Oh, excuse me. Verse seven. Verse seven says this. For we walk by what? And not by, sight. we walk by faith and not by sight. In order to walk by faith, you got you to gotta make some steps. <laughs> it doesn't say we jump by faith. It doesn't say we run by faith. It doesn't say we skip by faith, but we walk. Step by step, we walk. If your faith, if your faith muscles are going to be stretched, you must begin to walk daily. Some people wait until they need faith or have an emergency before they use their faith muscles. I mean, it's, it's a little bit too late then. You know, at the last minute, I, I, I'm going to believe God for some healing. And, but you haven't been faithful in believing God for the medicine to work. It's maximal, maximal capacity. Let me take this pill in Jesus' name. Right? Lord, I thank you. Let, let, let me be faithful with taking, doing what I need to do to believe you where I'm at, if your faith is with taking the medicine, we'll be faithful with that. I'm just going to believe God out here. I'm not going to go to the doctor. I'm just going to suck. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll probably have somewhere to go in a couple of weeks. <laughs> we walk by faith and not by sight. So um, every day you have an opportunity to use your faith every single day. When you pray, you should be praying by faith. When you read the Bible, you should read by faith. When you sleep, you should sleep by faith. You should not go to bed worrying about what's going to happen or, or worrying about what you got to, you know, what didn't get accomplished today. Sleep in faith. God, you never sleep nor slumber. So I'm going to go to sleep and I thank you for this wonderful sleep. You go to work by faith. You eat by faith. You don't know what's in that food. You think you know what's in that food, right? <laughs> Do you know where that cow was raised? That chicken was raised? Oh, I only do vegetables. Do you know where it's been spread on the vegetables? You got to eat by faith. I thank you, Lord, that you take the, any impurities in the name of Jesus. I thank you I eat in faith, Father. I thank you for removing sickness and disease away from the midst of me. That not on purpose, but if there's any poison in this, I thank you that it won't have an effect on my body. You eat by faith. Do everything by faith. Faith is awaiting for you like a servant. You need to put your faith to work. You should be releasing your faith by doing the word of God. Your goals need to be worked on every day. Your daily routines will reveal to me and to you what your future is like. Your daily routines will, it's actually, they're preparing you for your future. So what are you creating every day? What are your habits? What you say, what you do. Go with me to Psalm 37. Psalm 37. Psalm 37. Steps of faith. Twenty-three. Let's look at this. It says the steps of a man are ordered or established by the Lord when he delights in his way. Though he fall, he fall, he should not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds his hand. King James says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The steps, <laughs> notice it says, our, our every step can be the subject of divine attraction, divine, divine decree, decrees. When you step in faith, your steps are the focus of divine attraction. When you step 
in faith, you draw God to your steps. What scripture you have? 11, Hebrews eleven six. it says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And, and God is not moved by anything but faith. Faith changes your world. So when you step in faith, God gets involved with your steps. There's a lot of people stepping. They're doing a lot of different things. But when you step in faith, you get God involved with your steps. Right, are you getting that? Notice it says that, um, that when you are, you're not, if, when you fall, you're not going to fall headlong. In other words, you're not going to fall on your face. But the Lord is going to uphold you. Disasters and trials may lay you low, but be like Job. Job, Job actually kept his faith. He was stripped of everything. Be like Joseph, who was put in prison. You may be in prison now, <laughs> but God has an has a independent day for you. You may be going through hell now. There's heaven coming your way. Come on. You may, not, you may be overlooked, but God says, let the last be first and the first last. He will bring you to the forefront. Amen. Do you believe that? 2023, he's going to see 22, 22. Nobody knew you, who you were. He's going to bring you to the forefront. He's going to bring you. He's like, you know, you already been doing everything that you've been doing. He's going to bring you up. Keep on. The Bible says you humble yourself. He will exalt you in due time. Right. The exaltation of God. God will exalt us. You humble yourself. The promise is he's going to exalt you. He's going to exalt you above that situation. He's going to exalt you above that, that poverty. He's going to exalt you above that sickness and disease. He's going to exalt you above your peers. Just like Joseph, that his brothers had to bow down before him. And when you do what's right before the Lord, the Lord will exalt you. He'll put his favor on you. And his favor will get you places where your money can't take you, your education can't take you, your status in life, your nationality, nothing. Like the favor of God. God's favor will cause even your enemies to be at peace with you. They can't help but like you. <laughs> Go ahead, hate on me, because guess what? You're going to love on me. Amen? The favor of God will turn the heart of a hater into a heart of a fan. Come on. That's utterance. That's divine utterance. You got fans you don't even know you got fans of. <laughs> People loving you. That's why they can't keep coming to your page. Keep looking at everything you post. Keep looking at all your pics. Won't like anything. Something's going on with them. Hating you on your job and your family. You the black sheep of your family. And God's going to shine his light upon you. Come on. Come on. I know what I'm talking about. I was the black sheep of my family. And my brothers and my sisters and my uncles and aunts and cousins, they all come to me. <laughs> come on. Come on. Can you pray for me? Can you give me some money? Can you take my kids for a while? I mean, they all, they all do that. <laughs> The favor of God. Listen, it don't matter what, what, what family you were born into. God will put his multicolor of favor upon you. He'll put the blessing of God upon you. Yeah, they won't lend you that $20. But guess what? You'll be able to lend them $10,000. Yeah, yes, you will. Yes, you will. And I'm telling you, you got to keep doing what you got to keep doing what's right. Keep sowing to the, the spirit. Keep walking in faith and watch your faith make a way for you. Amen. None of that's in my notes. <laughs> steps of faith. Faith, faith steps will land you into the promised land. Think about it like this. You are stepping every day. You are either stepping in faith or in fear or doubt. Are you stepping in sync with the Holy Spirit or with the steps of, in the flesh? It starts with steps, steps. The power of one more time, one more confession, one more praise, one more offering, one more lap around the track, one more, one more bite of an apple instead of a candy bar, one more drink of water instead of soda and juices. Come on, one more. The one more. See what happens is I was talking to my cousin the other day, and we were walking around the track, and 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 she wanted to give up after one mile. I said, "Come on, one more." One more. If we could do one more every day, just do one more. You got to do what others refuse to do. Because you will have what others won't have. 
One more. Stand late at the job. One more. Logging out. One more hour. Working on that project. One more minute. Come on. One more prayer, one more confession, one more cleaning up that room, one step at a time. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. How do you walk a million miles? One mile at a time. One step at a time, actually. Just one, come on, one pound at a time. I lost 10 pounds. Thank God for the 10 pounds. I wanted 100. Don't focus on what you don't have. Focus on what you do have. Thank God for the one pound that you lost. Come on. Amen. Well, I gained 10 more pounds. Did you get back to where you were? Thank God for that. I may not be where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be. Amen. I got a new attitude, a new mindset. One more thought can change your life. Amen. All right. So let me, let me say this. Uh, faith steps will increase your capacity to receive from God. Every little step, Bobby Brown, come on. Every little step will push you more into your destiny. Every little step of faith will push you into your destiny. Think about it like this. Last Sunday, um, me and some of the young people, we went to the place. It's called Supercharge, right, in Edison. And y'all didn't tell me that you had to, like, book it, like, five years beforehand to get on the go-karts. And so we went to the little arcades, which was not even cute. Uh, <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese arcades a little bit better than them. Um, and so we, we, we go, and, and Declan likes that little thing. You, you, you put the little corn in. Well, now you swipe it. You swipe it, and it, it, it pushes the, the, the corns out. You know what I'm talking about? And then all of a sudden, it, it pushed more out. The little, one little corn, you keep doing it. One little corn is just one inch. And that's how it is a lot of times with, the, with our lives. Just one little step. You are one step away from a breakthrough. One step, one prayer, one confession, one moment of fasting, one, one giving, one act of love. God could connect you with a million people just like that. Want those who are YouTubers. That one video. I got a friend recently, a pastor friend, and she decided the Lord told her to do this YouTube um, video, uh, this teaching. And she was tired at night and, and she's like, oh, I, I'm, not gonna, I'm not even going to upload it. And the Lord says, now she had been doing it for years. She did it once. She uploaded one, one video. The, the night that God, that she didn't want to do it, the Lord told her to upload it. She uploaded the video. She woke up the next morning. The video went viral. That one thing that God tells you to do can change your world. Your whole life can change by the end of the service. Yeah. I just got a, I just got a, a letter from, from the student loans. They said, oh, we're moving your student loans because you applied for public service loan forgiveness. I said, that's one step closer. I, I, I've been saying my student loan is going to be eradicated. Just like that. Just like that. You understand? That one extra call, that one text can set you up for the rest of your life. All right, Romans 12. <laughs> this is my text. I, I'm, I'm going to let you go in a few minutes. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Steps of faith. I, I got to give this to you because I won't see you until like four weeks, three weeks, I think. Three, three weeks. Unless there's a revival. <laughs> Romans chapter 12, verse 1. <laughs> Romans chapter 12. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers. Let's just skip down to the verse. I can't do that. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. I don't know about you, but I want the perfect will of God. But you only can get the perfect will of God if your mind is right. Your mind says everything. Your mindset. I recently had to change my mindset. And we had two, three prophets, pro prophetic words about my mind changing. One was in 2019 by, by a prophet who was extremely accurate, who called out our, our, our street address, told things that me and my wife and my former pastor only know. Just put our business out in the streets. And he said, but you got to change your mind. 
Then I went down to South Carolina this past November, past the last November, to Right Direction Conference, and and, and I, I'm 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 literally on the front row, and I'm falling asleep. I'm tired, I, and and I'm like trying to figure out what you know, pretend like I'm writing because I'm falling asleep. I'm like, Lord, please help me. I'm like, Lord, what is he talking? And I wrote that in my notebook. What is he talking about? And I'm like, God, Jesus, please, I want to go home. I want to go to the room now. God, and I'm writing this. And all of a sudden, everybody's like shouting. I'm like, what are they shouting about? And all of a sudden, he comes and lays his hands on me. I'm like, oh, God, did he see me fall asleep? He's like, <laughs> and he's like, Oh, and, and he, he spoke prophetic. And, and Courtney was in New Jersey looking at it live and says, Lord, you know, he needs, that man needs to lay hands on my husband. She prayed that, right? And, and as soon as she prayed it, the next moment she saw this man lay hands. I was like, what in the world? I was like, oh, God. And then and thoughts like, hit him, hit him, you know, like while he's laying hands on me. And I was like, Jesus. He's, he's like, and he's like, you're mine, you're mine. And he's like, I was like, okay, God. And everybody's like, and all of a sudden, nobody really wanted trying to, and we in this network, and nobody really wanted to get to know us. We the new kids on the block, but we've known a bishop way before he was a bishop. But they, they didn't want to know us. And all of a sudden, I had a liar full of people. Lying, oh, can I get your number? Oh, that was a prophetic word. One touch from God through a man of God can change everything. Oh, can I? They friended me on social media. I'm like, what? Now you want to get to know me? <laughs> But my mindset had to change. And then somebody else said the same thing. Years ago, my mindset had to come up, had to start thinking differently. Differently. I, I just, I just, I just, you got to think differently if you're going to do God's will. Whatever his desire is, you got to think higher. Higher than where you are. There's a higher love, a higher faith, a higher way of living. You know, don't look at things like, oh, it's, we can't afford that. No, no, we're we just not there yet. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Why not you? Why not you for the promotion? Why not you for, for your business taking off? Why not you with the degrees? Yeah. Why not? You may, they may have told you you're just disqualified. But God, by his grace, qualifies you. By his favor, he qualifies you. He'll, he'll take you from a place of just nobody knows who you, who you are. I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who can save their soul. Never forget, I was working at McDonald's trying to save money to go to this Bible college. And I remember walking to, to McDonald's and I was praying and I said, Lord, I thank you. I, I, and and I, I read a little story about Kenneth Hagin about confession. And I said, I'm going to go travel to Africa. And I'm going to go across this continent and I'm going to preach the gospel. People are going to get saved and filled and healed. And I'm going to cast out devils. Did I know that years later that I'll be doing the very same thing? And now these feet are about to go back over there. Amen. Amen. And I am preaching at one, one big, a real big church that normally doesn't have people like me preaching three times, four times at this church. The pastor said, I want him to come and preach. And I'm, it's, so, it's so unique. They're sending me the text to preach from. <laughs> I said, bring it on. Bring it on. And I'm telling you, the favor of God will take you places. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 through 2 talks about exhorting. Um, Paul is exhorting them to present their bodies as a living sacrifice. We're not to use our bodies any kind of way. We are to guard against sexual immorality. We are to be good stewards of our body. If you do whatever you want to do, you're not making progress in faith. If you eat whatever you want to eat, you're not making progress with faith. God is concerned about what goes into your mouth as much as what comes out of your mouth. Because what goes in will actually can actually defile you as well as what comes out. So be careful what you're putting in your mouth. One mentor said recently, he said, I had had bread, a piece of bread in 30 years. He had had a cookie in 45 years. Man is 85 years old. Look like he's in his 50s. Hey, come on. Something to be said. Now, I'm not saying I'm not going to eat some bread today, so <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, verse 2, Romans chapter 12, verse 2 tells us how to control the body by controlling our minds. 
but be changed by the renewing of your mind. Listen, y'all can wait a few more minutes because I'm going to be away for three weeks. So come on. Um, the word of God tells us that he want, the word of God should govern our minds and change our way of thinking. And, and Minister Frank will talk about the way we think. So as your mind goes, so goes your body and your life. If your mind is upon the word, you'll have a life followed by faith. We're to follow Jesus by following the Holy Spirit. You can't follow him if you're making, if you're not, you can't follow him if you're not making progress in faith. Now look at verse three. This is where I want to get to. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure that God has given him or has assigned. Let's talk about this real quick. Grace has been given to all believers. Everybody say grace. 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 And more grace. Listen, when you're out of your own strength, call on grace. Grace will come through every single time. If you're at that job and you hate that job, it's like, oh, God, I want to go home. God, give me grace, 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 grace. And I'm telling you, grace will kick in. Oh, God, I'm dealing with this knucklehead kid. Give me grace. And grace will kick in. I got some drama in my family. Give me grace. Grace will kick in. Are you with me? Call on God's grace. We don't utilize grace as much as we should. Grace is available. Grace to empower us to do what we cannot do on our own. God put his grace on you. Everything changes. We need grace. Grace is not just for your salvation to be saved. It's by grace we're saved. But by grace you're healed. By grace you're delivered. By grace you're prosperous. It's grace. God's unmerited favor. Undeserved, unearned favor. God's grace is available to us. And I declare there's great grace upon this house. Great grace. Great grace. I'm telling you, grace is making a way out of no way. Grace is going to give us a building. Grace is going to get us totally at a place where we own our buildings. Grace. You better call on some grace. <laughs> Whenever, this week, when you're going through steps of faith, grace, I call on grace by faith. Therefore, Come boldly before the throne of grace. The throne of grace is not a room, it's a throne. The throne of grace to obtain mercy and to find grace in the time of need. I'm in a need right now, so I, I call on grace. God, I need grace. Your grace is sufficient for me. Grace to forgive. Grace to love. Grace to break away. Grace to do what you called me to do. Grace, I need grace. The grace of God. Grace to receive healing in my physical body. Grace for the wisdom to operate in me. That was enough for y'all to go home on. Paul isn't talking about saving grace. He's talking about serving grace. We're to think according to the grace given to us. Think like grace. <laughs> Glory to God. What was that? That was grace, that display of joy. <laughs> Think according to the grace that's given unto you. Man, who are you? When was the grace given? I'm going to tell you three, four different ways in grace given. Grace was given at your birth, your natural birth. When you were born into your family, grace was there. When you came out of your mother's womb, grace was there. <laughs> and so God established and put some grace on you before you met Jesus at, at your natural birth. Guess what? Then you got born again. Grace, another layer, another layer of grace. When you got filled with the Holy Spirit and spoken tongues, that was another layer of grace. And as you became faithful, what God has given you, then grace came. You can grow in grace. The Bible says that God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. So the more humble you are, the more grace you'll have on your life and manifest it in your life. Are you with me? So we need to major on humility so that we can have more grace operating in us. Notice this. It's important that you change the way you think. How do you see yourself? We're not to think more highly of ourselves, but to think with sobriety. You better be thinking according to the grace that's upon your life. How do you think about yourself? I'm going to say something very controversial. It's not to have a, we're not to have a low view of ourselves but a view clothed with the grace of God. 
There's a, there's a Jamaican artist by the name of Christopher Martin. He has a song called Big Deal. He says, I'm a big deal. You need to think of yourself as a big deal. You are a big deal. <laughs> you are a big deal. It doesn't matter if you were popular in high school or not. You are a big deal. Why would you say that? I'm a worm. Really? Because God got worms. So he don't need you to be a worm because that's the grace for that worm. He needs you to be you. <laughs> mm. How do you see yourself? How you see yourself affects your progression of faith. The more you think of yourself the way God does, the more faith will abound in your life. You cannot operate in who God made you to be if you think have a very low view of yourself. Having a horrible view of yourself does not make you humble. It makes you stupid. We need all the self-help that we can get. We are somebody special. Somebody said recently, uh, I wanted to put a, a little a thing up on the, on the one says, you are amazing. Oh, we don't want to do that. We don't want to promote. Yes, we do. Because you are amazing. Say, I'm amazing. amazing. I like me. God likes me. God loves me, but he likes me. God likes me. I like me. I love me. <laughs> Doesn't that feel good? So we've been beat up so bad by the world, by some of it, by our parents. We, we've been talked about, lied on. <laughs> we, people have stumped on us. I, maybe circumstances have stumped you up. You are somebody special. God died for you. He sent Jesus to die for you and gave you his spirit. You are, he put his approval on your life. I made a mistake. That's why the blood is available. Yes. The blood makes you as if you never sinned. The blood makes you like Jesus. So receive the grace. Receive the image that God made you to be. I am somebody. I double dog dare you to get up in the, mirror, in the morning, look yourself in the mirror and say, I am somebody. I love me and I love God. What's wrong with you? <laughs> come on, come on. I am somebody. When people that say, who you think you are? I'm God's special son. I'm God's special daughter. I am anointed by God. That's what needs to come out of your mouth. Stop saying, I'm dumb. I'm dumb. I, I just don't know. I don't know. I, I don't have that ability. I'm not that good looking. I, I Truly, I don't deserve that raise. You better change your confession. Yeah, I do. I do because the blood paid for it. <laughs> I do deserve that, that promotion. Are you with me? Come on, let's go up a little higher. And with our thinking, we don't think right. You know, we get an abusive relationship because we don't think right. We don't have a good view of ourselves. Oh, you won't hit me. Who you think you are hitting me? Do you understand I'm God's anointed? God will call down angels to whoop your butt. So hit me again. I'm not going to let you call me out of my name. I'm not a B. No, no, no. You're not, you're not going to call me out of my name. You, who are you talking to? I know who I am. Because that stuff will, over years, just tear you down. And you just, when you meet people, you all know. Hey, God. Jesus loves you. Why would I want a Jesus that you serve? Looking like a slave. No master. Master. You might be my master, but I got a master over you. You might be my boss. Don't let somebody, don't let them tell you on your job that you nobody. <laughs> You'll lose it. Listen, fire me. I get another one. And you're not careful. I come back and own this company. You got to think like that. Listen. I have never preached like that in my entire life. This is a new day. <laughs> yes, I have. I'm sorry. My bad. Correct me. Correct me. Uh, give me a few more minutes, all right? <laughs> you say that, then me and you will be here. <laughs> Stacey and PD, take your time. Jesus loves you. Stacey's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody be like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
there was a pastor who he's well known. I'm not going to mention his name, and he actually um, ne- he never got his GED. He knew God called him for greatness. He used to go to his jobs with suits. He didn't see himself where he was. He saw where he was going. And I'm telling you, he's well known, has a huge church, and, and, and God has given him influence in the political realm as well. But you got to go. You got to prepare where you're going. She, she used to tell me, well, youth pastor, stop talking slang. That's not you anyway. You're going somewhere else. We're not just going to see, come by here, oh Lord. We're going to see some hill souls. <laughs> we got to think higher. Stop thinking where you are. Don't, you know, don't talk slang. Think higher. I want to relate to them. No, you need to help those people to come up to where you are. I'm not going to come down so I can relate to you. No, you're not my dog. What's up, man? What's up, man of God? What's up, woman of God? You're a jump off. No, no, you're not a jump off. Well, what, y'all don't know what that is. That's back 2009 sometime. That's way before. I mean, Cleva and Dave kind of trained me in that way. It's hard out here being a pimp. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't even know what that stuff meant. And them jokers trained me. Uh, trained me. I'm like, Courtney's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, all right. Um, <laughs> let me get back. So, so it is important that you change the way you think and how do you see yourself. We're not to think more highly of ourselves, but with sobriety, we need to clothe ourselves with the grace of God. You can't function in the grace that's on your life with a low self-esteem. Low self-esteem robs you of your ability to do what he called you to do. Low self-esteem robs you of what he's called you to do. You will not have the confidence to do what God called you to do. You're corny. Okay, let me be a corny, anointed, prosperous man of God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you got to think. Uh-huh. Woman of God. You will not have faith. You will not make faith steps when you don't see yourself right. You can't even know God with a wrong view of yourself. God clothes you with his righteousness so you can know him. When you know who you are in Christ, your relationship with Christ will thrive. What scripture? Philippians 3, 9 through 10. Being found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is by the law, but the righteousness which is of Christ through him, through faith, that I may know him. So wrap yourself in Christ. See yourself in Christ. You are a new creation. You can't do great things in Christ without a proper view of who God made you to be in Christ. Let me tell you some, some things about yourself. You ready for this? You are awesome. You are loved by God. Jesus died for you. You are fully known. You are the apple of his eye. You are blessed and highly favored. You are the head and not the tail. You are the lender and not the borrower. You are chosen. You are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are somebody special. The woman with the issue of blood was a nobody. When she touched Jesus, she became a somebody. Let me give you the story and I'll let you go. After many years of praying in tongues and hours and days praying in tongues, the Lord destroyed low self-esteem in my life. Not only did he reveal to me that he loved me, but he revealed to me that he likes me. I really believe that God will move heaven and earth for PD. I really do. I believe that with all my heart. If nobody goes to heaven, I believe I'm going. (laughs) You're cocky. I'm confident in the grace that God has given me. For years, because you heard me tell the story, uh, growing up, me and my brother, mom, grandmother, mom really didn't do a whole lot. Grandmother and aunts, uncles. Number one son was not too bright. That's what they would say all the time. Because I would trip over my feet. Even when I go upstairs, go, go up the stairs, I would fall upstairs. You hear people falling down. I would fall upstairs. And um, I'm going to tell you, uh, it's transparent time. So um, this lady that I re- found out later on that was, is, I'm related to, I'm not going to tell you the artist that her grandson is, but uh, <laughs> I threw that in there, right? <laughs> hey, that's my cousin. It don't really matter. 
Um, so she used to, I, I used to like just be clumsy. And she's like, oh, he, that, she called me Wayney. If you say this, Cleve, you're done. <laughs> I'm going to block you out of the Lamb's Book of Life. She's like, Wayney? Look at Wayney. He's so clumsy. That stuff got on me. And, and I would think, like, I, sometimes I would, like, walk into stuff. <laughs> and it's like, oh, he's he, number one son, not too bright. And they would say stuff, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. And my brother's like, you don't know that. Number one son, not too bright. And that stuff got on to me. Low self-esteem all these years. After praying in spirit, praying in spirit, praying in spirit, all of a sudden one day I got the revelation. God likes me. God, now this scripture is not necessarily talking about this, but I, I understood it from this. God made me in his likeness. And I said, that's all I need, that word like. <laughs> so God likes me. And that changed everything. I started liking me. I hated my voice. I hated my looks. I was a good looking man. I still am. <laughs> when I walk in, people are like, who's that? Richland, really good. You know, not because I'm somebody special. I am somebody special. I'm a big deal. <laughs> so you got you walk yourself, not cockiness. I'm not talking about being prideful. Prideful is just a lie. It's, pride is lies, right? You, it's a lie that you believe about yourself. It's like, who are you? I'm a pastor. What do you do? I, 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 I'm a, and I started saying recently, a young man from Russia, talked to him. He's like, what do you do? I said, I'm a, I'm a pastor. I'm a missionary. He's like, missionary? Where do you go? Go to Uganda. <laughs> I've been to Jamaica and Mexico. <laughs> oh, what do you do? I preach. People get saved and filled and delivered. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got to know who you are. And you got to walk in your grace. Who are you? Who did God make you to be? All right. Last point, and then we're going to go home. <laughs> uh, you got to believe your gift will make room for you and bring you, for, be, bring you before great men. The anointing on your life will draw people to you. You are in demand. You got to say those things, confess those things, steps of faith every day. You get your vision board out. You get your vision book out. You get your planner out. Or you type in Evernotes <laughs> and you begin to write out your vision and say, I'm going to do this. Not, not I'm going to, I am doing this. Are you with me? 2023 could be the best year of your life. You don't have to struggle with that depression, that suicidal thoughts, that low self-esteem. You can know who you are. You can be glad and rejoice in who God made you to be. And you can go set other, people's fr other people free. Let them know how much God loves them. It was God in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. So God, who is angry at sin, has made a way to love on you. Today, he calls you out of sin so that you can be his favorite child. <laughs> and the beautiful thing about it, we all are God's favorite children. We are very special in the eyes of God. He's poured out his favor upon us. His anger lasts for a moment, but his favor lasts for a lifetime. They'll be thanking God. My name will be blessed among the saints. Blessed are the memory of the saints. And when people see you and see what you have accomplished in this life, they will bless God for the day that they met you. And you'll be in heaven because your name is blessed. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. God is not going to just judge you on what you have done in this life. But he's going to judge you whether or not you fulfilled his call. Today, you need to make a decision that you're going to walk out. You're going to become everything that God called you to be. You're not going to, you're not going to experience that type of sorrow in heaven that you didn't do everything he called you to do. What has he called you to do? I forgot to give you that because I'm going to be gone for three weeks. Listen, let's do this real quick. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Y'all ready for this? I, I skipped a lot of stuff. Listen. What did God call you to do? What did God birth in your spirit? Take steps of faith towards those things. Is it to start a business? Maybe you have failed businesses. 
Why not get up and start again? It may take you, like Walt Disney, took him 31 times to get the loan from the bank. Joel Osteen tried to um, get the, the, the place that they got. Another bank turned them down, refused to, to give, loan them the money to get that, that, that place that they're leasing. Another bank, God had another bank prepared for them that they even look into their books and just gave them the money. Loan them the money, I should say. Has God called you to go back to school? Why not start studying different programs? Maybe that business, learning, reading books about, about being a business owner. Have God called you to the ministry? Why not study great men and women of God and how they re reacted to the call of God? Maybe God called you to be that artist, the voice. Why not start out by doing baby steps, little steps, small steps, walking towards the thing that God has placed inside of you? So what you fail? Welcome to the world. <laughs> Why not get up and do it all over again? KFC, the owner of KFC, he, I believe he was in his 40s, 50s. He had a lot of failure in his life. He started KFC at the age of 50, I believe. It's never too late to become what you were supposed to be. Did you hear what I just said? Yeah. It's never too late. I wish I would have did this. I wish I would have been a lawyer. I wish I would have did this. I wish I would have went to school. I wish I would have got married. I wish I would have. It's never too late. Even if you, your woman pass your birth in years, you can adopt. There's a lot of kids out here that need adoption. Listen, you can have your best life right now on your way to your best life. Yeah. Are you with me? Why not walk towards it? Do something that you've never done. If you're going to have what you never had before, you got to do what you've never done before. Yeah. Why not get up an extra hour to exercise? Why not get up an extra, turn off the television or the television, as my dad used to say, and read a book, write out a business plan. And maybe you don't have a staff. <laughs> you go in and you act like you got a staff. Today, we're going to have staff meetings every Monday at 10 o'clock, and it's just you in empty chairs. You got to start somewhere. Why not? I, I, there was a story of, I forget the name of the movie, and maybe Minister Angel will send out the, the link, but this is, it's, it's talked about trusting the progress, process. We don't trust the process, we trust the God of the process. Keep that in mind. But this guy, he wanted this acting part, actually this woman, and she was pretending like she was a newscast. And so she was do interviews, had somebody following her around with camcorders. Guess what? One day, the opportunity came. When preparation meets opportunity, then success happens. Why not prepare for what you're believing for? If you believe God's going to get you a new house, why not start packing, like, acting like you're about to move next week? If, you, if, God, if God called me to this, so many people feel called. I call. I hate the, I even hate hearing it. I'm called, I'm called, I'm called, I'm called, I'm called to do this. And they don't even do it. I'm called to be a musician. Why don't you start playing? Hit on the keyboards by faith. This is going to sound good one day. <laughs> I'm a poet. Why not stop? Roses are red, valors are blue, and Jesus loves you. Come on. I mean, you got to start somewhere. I'm called to preach. Nobody going to give me the opportunity. I didn't wait for nobody to give me the opportunity. I preached to anybody that moved. Got brothers and sisters. You going to hell. Yeah, Jesus. Give God some praise. Get filled with the Spirit. All beforehand. What God called you to do? Next 5, 10, 15, 20 years, 30 years. You remember the time you were 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9? That time went by just like that. You better start working and walking, taking steps of faith. By faith, things are changing. By faith, I believe that I'm going to travel the world. I believe that I'm going to go to every nation. I, the reason I got, the, I'm going to tell you, I, I don't care. It doesn't matter. I'm so free right now. I got the little booster. What, what's the thing? Um, COVID-19. I thought it was the mark of the beast. I was like, I'm not getting that. And my wife up there praying. She's like, Lord, please open his eyes. Please, God. I think you had a prayer partner. All of a sudden, I went to sleep that night. I, and I had a dream. I was in Uganda. And I was like, oh, man. And all of a sudden, I heard the Lord say, if you're going to travel the world, you need to get the COVID shot. 
I woke up. I said, honey, I'm going to get it. And then within two days, somebody got J&J. And I was sick for 11 weeks, 11 months. <laughs> but it's all good. I'm not discouraging you not to go get it. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I don't care. I got it. And it happened. And I'm going back. Are you with me? Well, why did I tell that story? Because you got to do something. What's the dream that God's placed in your heart? I know God has some good things for you. Stop just thinking about one business. What about multiple businesses? You know, I, I just, I just, you know, I, I, I'm gonna have my own practice. I want why not multiple practices? Why not think bigger than you've ever thought before? Thinking, taking your imagination. God gave you your imagination, so use it. Stop letting the devil use your imagination. The devil tell you you're gonna die. You, some of y'all visualize yourself in a funeral that you know people crying on you, and that's the only kind of consult. You know, you, you feel comfort because people. You think people gonna cry for you. Nobody gonna come to your funeral because you never did anything. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh God. some of y'all hurt now. Y'all, y'all gotta go get some counseling because I just said that. But why not? Why not use your imagination? Because if you can dream it, God can do it. If you can dream it, God can do it. Why not be the first? Maybe I've never seen anybody do this. It's okay. Why not? Why not you? So the invitation today is why not you? Yeah. Yeah. Why not you step up and, 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 and defile the statistics and be the marriage that never sees a divorce? Why not be the holy woman, holy man that says, you know, I'm not going to have sex from this moment on until I get married. Why not start managing the five, 15, 20, or $300 a week? Why not have the best small room that you can have in the world? Why not? You're catching the bus. You're faithful. You're faithful walking to the bus stop and not complaining. Having the best attitude. Act like you're driving the best car in the world on that transportation, NJ Transit. Why not? Join me standing. Today's your day. Today's your day. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, Contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His word. God bless you.